Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Good evening and welcome to Real America's Voice Election Special 2020, Our Republic at Risk. I'm Eric Reitens. Here at Real America's Voice and at Just the News, we respect your intelligence. We honor you as a citizen and we fight for you. Tonight, there are two things that you need to know. First, the mainstream media cannot call the presidential election, and you are right to ignore what they say. Second, the election irregularities of 2020 need to be investigated, and despite what the mainstream media tell you, there is a lot to investigate. The mainstream media are telling you that the election is over. It is not. It is not because, number one, the Constitution says that it is not. The media does not decide who wins or loses the election. That decision is made by electors in the Electoral College. In the past, there had been a tradition in America of the mainstream media announcing election results, and there was a tradition of people trusting them. That tradition is over. The mainstream media no longer have the credibility to do this. The mainstream media are, after all, the least respected institution in the country. And part of how they destroyed their own credibility was by pushing false stories about elections and election interference. In the days after the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton claimed that Russia had infiltrated the U.S. election and had somehow affected the outcome by posting false stories on social media. The Clinton campaign, which had paid for the false Steele dossier, was at the root of the Russia collusion hoax. Now, Clinton's conspiracy theory grabbed hold in the mainstream media, which breathlessly reported that the election may have been stolen. President Trump was investigated for 675 days by special counsel Robert Mueller and a team of 19 lawyers. Despite 2,800 subpoenas and 500 witness interviews, prosecutors found no evidence that any person or Trump campaign official or associate conspired or knowingly coordinated with Russians during the 2016 campaign. Still, the mainstream media had no problem propagating the conspiracy theory that Clinton was robbed for years. The mainstream media also has no credibility because they knowingly provide a platform for unsubstantiated accusations about conservatives. Remember the Brett Kavanaugh hearings? The mainstream media has little credibility because they work with big tech censors and together they ignore or suppress important stories that they just don't like. The mainstream media, for example, refused to do any serious investigation of Joe Biden's family potentially profiting 
from his time in office and Hunter Biden's business activities despite numerous verified emails, documents, and eyewitnesses. The mainstream media finally has little credibility because they were utterly and terribly wrong about this 2020 election. They published wave after wave of false polls, all favoring Joe Biden. To summarize, the mainstream media, which pushed a false conspiracy theory for years about election interference, regularly provides a platform for unsubstantiated allegations against conservatives, knowingly suppressed stories about potential democratic corruption, and was utterly wrong about 2020, are now saying to you, trust us. Of course you don't trust them, and I believe that you shouldn't. The second big thing to remember is that every election irregularity in 2020 needs to be investigated. And despite what the mainstream media tells you, there is a lot to investigate. You are right to be skeptical. You're right to ask that every legal vote be counted. You're right to ask for proof so that you can trust the integrity of your elections. Today, the Democrats and their allies in the mainstream media are telling you to unite. Some advice I have for Joe Biden. If he wants the country to unite behind him, make a simple statement. He could come out and say that every legal vote should be counted, that only legal votes should be counted, and he could ask that every Democrat across the country participate in a full audit of the election. Americans want to trust in their elections. They want irregularities to be investigated. Here's some facts. There is a whistleblower in Michigan who is working with the FBI. The whistleblower claims that they were told to backdate ballots. Biden should call for an audit. A whistleblower who worked for Nevada's Clark County elections is claiming that poll workers processed illegitimate ballots. Pennsylvania postal worker Richard Hopkins has signed a sworn affidavit alleging that Erie, Pennsylvania postmaster had told workers that he was backdating the postmarks on ballots to make it appear as though the ballots had been collected on November 3rd election day, despite them in fact being collected on Wednesday and possibly later. So we have sworn affidavits, stories of fraudulent behavior in Michigan, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. Joe Biden should call for an audit. Another fact, an election software glitch in Michigan's Antrim County that had incorrectly directed votes to presidential candidate Joe Biden was found and fixed just Friday, putting thousands of votes correctly into President Trump's totals. Biden had originally led in the county by roughly 3,000 votes. Revised totals show that Trump won the county by around 2,500. Now, some have said that 47 counties use this same software and in the same capacity. Again, Biden could call for an audit. There also appears to be what some are calling election interference. The Constitution is very clear, and it allows only for state legislators to change the way elections are conducted. But memos show that Wisconsin election supervisors made substantial changes that impact potentially tens of thousands of ballots in a battleground state that Joe Biden won by just 20,000. Records reviewed by Just the News show that an agency called the Wisconsin Election Commission permitted local county election clerks to cure spoiled ballots by filling in missing addresses for witnesses 
even though state law invalidates any ballot without a witness address. Wisconsin statutes stipulate that any ballot may not be counted if it's missing the address of the voter's witness. But right before the election, the Wisconsin Elections Commission issued a directive to the state's county clerks appearing to give them the authority, in violation of state law, to fix incomplete ballots that are missing witness signatures. Retired Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman said, the statute is very, very clear. If an absentee ballot does not have a witness address on it, it's not valid. That ballot is not valid. Now, sticking with, with, with Wisconsin, there are voter turnout numbers which just seem suspect. More than 90 of the 400-plus voting wards in Milwaukee County, a key Wisconsin battleground where Joe Biden beat President Trump on Tuesday, recorded voter turnout of over 90% of registered voters this year. Now, that's a remarkable outcome in a nation where 68% turnout this year will set a 120-year record. Ward-by-ward -ward voting data from this year's election shows that numerous Milwaukee County voting precincts registered close to 100% voter turnout. Now, astronomical voting rates are often red flags for U.S. voter fraud watchdogs. Now, obviously, everyone hopes that there are just highly civically engaged people in Milwaukee. And if the numbers are right, then people in Milwaukee turned out in higher numbers for Joe Biden than turned out for Barack Obama. Other cities, particularly those in red states, didn't see anything like Milwaukee's voter turnout. Now, is this evidence of fraud? No. Is someone hitting the right number at roulette five times in a row evidence of cheating? No. But you'd want to investigate. And Biden and the mainstream media should embrace a thorough and complete investigation of what looks like unprecedented voter turnout in a swing state under Democratic control. Now, many other questions exist, too many to detail here. But despite what the mainstream media will tell you, you're not crazy for wanting to be sure that this was a fair election. You're a citizen, and fairness is what you deserve, and it is what America needs. Now, while other people complain and criticize, I've always believed in action. And I'm proud to be part of the team here at Real America's Voice and at Just the News, where a team has been assembled of over 30 investigators who are working around the country. They are going to pursue facts, and we are going to share them with you. And some of that begins tonight. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to Real America's Voice and Just the News' special election coverage, Our Republic at Risk. I'm Eric Greitens. As you know, here on this channel, we respect your intelligence, we honor you as a citizen, 
and here we listen to you and we work for you. Now, based on your feedback about what you wanted to hear tonight, there's a lot to cover and we've got a great team to do it. And we're going to be talking with folks on the Real America's Voice team around the country. Because folks, it's been one week since Election Day. And while the mainstream media are all in for Joe Biden, a new survey published at Just the News shows that the American people are waiting to make up their own minds. Fewer than half of all Americans believe that Joe Biden legitimately won the election. Many have said that they're not sure yet or believe that President Trump won. Now, part of the reason why so many tens of millions of Americans distrust the mainstream media and the Democrat Party is for the simple reason, Democrat double standards. Today, the left and the mainstream media are telling conservatives to accept the media's judgment about the election. But of course, in the days after the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton claimed that Russia had infiltrated the U.S. election. The Clinton campaign was at the root of the Russia collusion hoax. And Clinton's conspiracy theory grabbed hold in the mainstream media, which breathlessly reported that the election may have been stolen. Trump was investigated for 675 days by special counsel Robert Mueller and a team of 19 lawyers. And as you know, despite 2,800 subpoenas and 500 witness interviews, prosecutors found no evidence that any U.S. person or Trump campaign official conspired with Russians during the 2016 campaign. Still, the mainstream media had no problem propagating the conspiracy theory that Clinton was robbed, and they did it for years. And it didn't end there. In 2018, when Democrat Stacey Abrams lost her race for governor of Georgia, she said afterwards and repeatedly that the Republican governor was not legitimate. Now, was she denounced for this by her party? Did the mainstream media castigate her for what she said? No. In fact, the Democrats awarded Abrams and asked her to represent the entire Democratic Party by giving the Democratic response to the State of the Union address. And it didn't end there. Just weeks ago, Hillary Clinton said this about what Joe Biden should do. Take a listen. So we've got to have a massive legal operation. I know the Biden campaign is working on that. We have to have poll workers, and I urge people who are able to uh, be a poll worker. We have to have our own uh, teams of people to counter the, the force of intimidation that the Republicans and Trump are going to put outside polling places. This is a big organizational challenge, but at least we know more about what they're going to do. And, you know, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out. And eventually, I do believe he will win if we don't give an in. So th there was Hillary Clinton saying that Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances. And of course, it's not just Democrat double standards around the election. When it came to the coronavirus, 
Some Democrat politicians made it illegal to go to church, illegal to sing in church. But many of them said nothing when riots happened around the country. They were strangely silent as mass gatherings of rioters and looters committed arson and assault across the country. And you know what? The double standards continue today. When the media weighed in on Biden's behalf, many of the people who had wagged their fingers at Americans who wanted to go to church did this. So much for social distancing. They said it was good for you, but not for them. And today, former Vice President claims that he wants people to unite. But look at these messages. These are messages of prominent Democrats calling for supporters of the President, supporters of President Trump, to be blacklisted, broken, burned down. They claim that anyone who voted against Biden was supporting hate. Now the meaning of Democrat double talk changes from one minute to the next. And that's why conservatives and outsiders are saying clearly to the left and the mainstream media, we don't trust you. We trust the Constitution and that's what will follow. And today on this Real America's Voice and Just the News special, we're going to be bringing together a fantastic team that's going to be bringing you insights from across the country. And right now, I want to bring in my co-host, Gina Loudon, President of Programming for Real America's Voice, to talk about some of the folks who we're going to be bringing on tonight. Gina, good to see you. Great to be with you, Eric. Thank you. You bet. And Gina, give our audience just a sense for the folks who you're going to be bringing on tonight and the kinds of insights and issues that we're going to be covering. Well, what we've done is we have assembled our correspondents from all across the country. And uh, I would say that in my personal opinion, we have assembled the best team on the ground, and we are expanding that constantly. Um, we're going to be bringing in uh, big surprises even tomorrow night, expanding what we're doing tonight. But for tonight, uh, we have Tudor Dixon in Michigan. We have Ben Burkwam. Uh, we have John Fredericks in Atlanta. We have, of course, Mark Serrano. And uh, just a great team of folks. And I want to go ahead and tease that tomorrow evening, uh, we will have Rudy Giuliani and also Dr. Sebastian Gorka. And uh, coming up on Thursday, we're going to have Trish Regan. So we've got some great folks corresponding with us from all across the country. Awesome. And, and, and Dr. Gina, I mean, let folks know, we've got Tudor Dixon. She's in Michigan. She's in a swing state. We've got folks in Arizona. They're in swing states. We've got folks in Washington, D.C. You've assembled a team of Real America's Voice uh, reporters and hosts who are actually on the ground, on the front lines of where this election is ultimately going to be decided. Tell, and tell the, 
the viewers a little bit about how we've pulled this, this program together tonight, because I know you and I have both been listening to what people are most concerned about. Well, and I would be remiss, I'm sorry if I can back up for just one second, Governor, and say that that is not even to mention the 30 investigators, reporters that we have uh, with Just the News and John Solomon, of course, um, breaking all of this down. And, and that team, I can tell you, because I know my husband is, is one of those folks that John, has, uh, John Solomon has working on this, they, these pe people are working 20 hours a day plus, uh, looking at what has happened, looking at the pe peculiarities uh, that happened with, uh, with the voting process and any irregularities there, recording it, uh, looking for inconsistencies, putting all of this into spreadsheets so that, uh, so that we're not reporting something before we have evidence, but we're rather compiling the evidence and going from there. So this is really fascinating, but our reporters across the country are uh, coming to us from the areas that are in question, Eric, and, and those are the hot spots that we're sending folks to. And uh, I want to add that tomorrow night, we're going to have some really interesting stuff coming up with our own Amanda Head as well. Um, she will be reporting to us from New York City. But tonight, um, some great folks coming in uh, from all around the country, and um, we're going to be going to them. It's going to be very, very exciting. Excellent. And, and as a reminder for, for all of our viewers, Dr. Gina, you were just, just touching on this. We've got a team through this partnership with Just the News and Real America's Voice that isn't just complaining or criticizing. This is a group of folks who are out there on the ground actually investigating the election irregularities. And if you follow the stories at justthenews.com, you've already seen progress on three fronts. First, John Solomon, founder and editor-in-chief of justthenews.com, has already uncovered in sworn affidavits testimony from different clerks who are talking about the ways that they have been given different instructions to different voters. The basic principle behind the Constitution is that whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, urban or rural, you are supposed to be treated the same. Your vote is supposed to be treated the same. They also are investigating instances of possible voter fraud. They're actually getting on the phone, calling people, asking them if they really in fact voted and it's this kind of legwork that is actually bringing in the facts and so i think gina you, you'd agree we're very lucky to have this team of investigators who are out there doing the work getting to the bottom of this and folks dr gina loudon uh, and i are going to be bringing this program to you throughout the night stay right with us and when we come back we're going to be with david brody and his interview with Kaylee McEnany. We heard from a lot of you that you wanted to hear from Kaylee McEnany, who was cut off earlier today. Well, she's with us now. Stay right with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Real America's Voice and Just the News' special election coverage, Our Republic at Risk. I'm Eric Wrighton.
We want to make sure that we are answering your questions and bringing you the content that you need. And a lot of you reached out to us and you asked what was happening with Kaylee McEnany and why was she cut off? A lot of you were concerned that this was the president's spokesperson. They should be able to make the case on behalf of the president of the United States. Well, for us, we took your advice and we had our own David Brody at the water cooler sit down for an extended interview with Kaylee McEnany. Listen to it here. First, though, let's bring in our newsmaker today, none other than Kaylee McEnany, who is working as a campaign advisor to Donald Trump during this election mayhem. Kaylee, hey, great to see you again. Thanks for being here. Good to join you, David. Thanks for having me. Well, give us the latest uh, in terms of what you and the campaign clearly see as a drumbeat of evidence uh, that allegedly shows real ethical problems with what happened in this election. Yeah, David, uh, this is a problem that is so important uh, to fight on behalf of because it will influence future elections to come. You have Democrat officials that have been flouting their state legislatures. Their state legislatures decide how uh, the time, manner, and place of an election occurs. That's what the Constitution says. Uh, but you have people like the Secretary of State, an avowed anti-Trump individual uh, who's out there and saying, we're going to move Election Day to three days after the election in Pennsylvania by accepting ballots that come in three days later and setting up disparate systems. Um, our lawsuit in Pennsylvania alleges equal protection issues that in a place like Philadelphia, uh, they were finding out which ballots do not have secrecy envelopes, contacting those voters in a predominantly blue county, allowing them to cure their ballots, come in and vote provisionally, uh, and no red counties were doing the same. So it set up a system uh, that was not equal for voters, some franchised, some disenfranchised, and we're fighting that in court. Kaylee, give me a sense of the timeline here. What's a fair timeline to kind of collect all of this evidence? What are you guys looking at? Because the media wants the timeline to be four days ago. I mean, they, they're not giving you guys any time to collect the evidence. Yeah, so ultimately we believe these lawsuits, and there's the Pennsylvania one yesterday, there will be forthcoming litigation as well. It will take a few weeks likely to get up to the Supreme Court, which is where uh, this will likely head. But we have new information that will be coming out in short order in Michigan. Uh, you can go go find them. There are affidavits. I have them here. There are 131 of them uh, that attestations to voter fraud. One, in fact, was a city election official who'd worked there for decades, um, who says that they were telling voters to vote for Joe Biden. Uh, encouraging them to backdate ballots. And this is an election worker. So I encourage um, these individuals, the media, to hear them out. But unfortunately, they're getting a lot of backlash once their names are put forward in a public affidavit. Kaylee, what can you tell me about some of that information? You're saying there's more information to drop on Michigan, what you just said, and some more? Yeah, I think there will be some um, forthcoming litigation that you'll see in Michigan and elsewhere. Uh, and you're going to see a lot of these claims detailed. Um, we know in Michigan, for instance, there was the software glitch where 6,000 ballots um, went to Joe Biden that should have gone to Trump. They since have corrected that, but we want to take a look at this software. All we are asking for is to look at these irregularities to shine light on the system. And I think that's something any Democrat should agree to do. Let me ask you, you said yesterday, and I'll, and I'll read it to you, you said you're, uh, the Democrat Party is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting. What were you trying to say, or what did you mean by that exactly? It's a very basic and I would think non-controversial principle uh, that when you are anti-voter ID, showing an ID at the polls, just like you would have to do if you were purchasing alcohol uh, or anything else, um, if you are against looking at voter eligibility, making sure the voting rolls don't have dead people on them, making sure that everyone there is a, a live, active voter. If you are against um, making sure that signatures are verified and double-checked, 
then you are welcoming voter fraud. It's a very basic principle. Why else does signature verification exist and ID check exist other than to root out fraud? You are welcoming it by asking for the converse, which is exactly what Democrats have done in several states across the country. Haley, the pushback from the media is that, okay, there's, so there's voter fraud. We've kind of known about voter fraud. It's been going on for years, decades. But the, this idea of widespread voter fraud, what, what do you say to the critics who say, well, where is the widespread voter fraud to overturn, let's say, tens of thousands of ballots in, in multiple states? What's the answer to that? Well, so the answer is two-part. First, uh, we do have several attestations uh, to witnesses of voter fraud. We can't even begin to see how deep this goes until our poll watchers are allowed in the building. We know that with 680,000 ballots in, uh, in, in Pennsylvania, our poll watchers weren't there to watch. So until we get um, a look, meaningful access into these ballots, we won't truly be able to see how far it goes. But to me, the systemic issue, uh, the most important issue, David, is this equal protection provision. And it goes widespread. I mentioned the secrecy sleeves and some people being able to secure their ballots. But there were also satellite offices, government offices, satellite locations popping up in Philadelphia uh, that allowed Democrats to effectively early vote. Um, and these were not likewise proliferated throughout red counties. So we've got to look at that. I think uh, we need to know that when we go into an election, we have equal protection provisions in the Constitution. A Republican vote uh, should be treated the same way as a Democrat vote. And that's what our Pennsylvania lawsuit addresses, which I believe will inform elections to come. Kaylee, any sense of the path forward here? I mean, what's kind of like the ideal scenario that uh, constitutionally the Pennsylvania case, uh, you win there potentially at the Supreme Court, uh, U.S. Supreme Court or otherwise, and then what happens? In some of these other states, you've got voting irregularities that basically uh, negate some of the, the recount. So, yeah, the legal remedy that we're seeking in Pennsylvania is to have a court instruct Pennsylvania not to certify the election until we can look into what happened there with our poll watchers and these equal protection issues. And I think that is a very fair claim. All we are saying is let's press pause, allow us to look, allow the courts to look at what happened, and then we can move forward united as a country. Uh, but we believe asking for transparency should be a, a good thing. And it's amazing with the Democrats, they tried to delegitimize the 2016 election for four years. All we're asking is for transparency. Uh, and we have the media attacking us simply for asking to put light on the system. You brought up the pandemic the other day, talking about it being, uh, a, they've, they've turned the global pandemic into a national epidemic. Do you believe there is, in essence, like this sinister purpose behind what they're doing here? Well, their arguments in court were saying that a natural disaster was the reason they needed to change the system. So a natural disaster, they were referring to the pandemic, was a reason why they needed to flout the will of the legislature and allow votes to come in for three days. And I know that there have been folks in the media saying, oh, those are postmarked ballots that arrived three days late. No, not the case. Look it up. They were allowing ballots to arrive three days late using the pandemic as a rationale. Now we know, we've seen the Joe Biden celebrations across the country uh, that were totally flouting CDC guidelines. So the pandemic was an excuse they used. When even you had Dr. Fauci out there saying, you can vote in person, you can do so safely. And quite evidently, the day after um, Joe Biden was announced by the media, you had these parties in the streets. So that rationale uh, was bogus all along. Kaylee, we've seen a lot of censorship on Twitter. I mean, it's just it's really getting ridiculous at this point. Uh, now, now we're seeing a little bit of what happened to you with Fox News the other day. I want to play this clip just real quick. Take, take a look. We want every legal vote to be counted, and we want every illegal vote to whoa, be Well, I, I just think we have to be very clear. She's charging uh, the other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting. Unless she has more details to back that up, 
I can't in good countenance continue showing you this. Kaylee, I want to give you a chance to respond to that. Yeah, I would just say it's a very basic proposition. And in fact, a tenant of the Republican Party is saying we want voter ID because we want to know it's American citizens voting. We want to know it's someone who's on the voter rolls, um, someone whose identity matches what is on the voter rolls. So it's a, a tenant of the Republican Party to support voter identification because to not support it welcomes fraud. It's a basic principle. Um, and it's one that I don't believe should be censored by the media, but allowed to be said. If the other side can articulate their opinion and go on a four-year Russia conspiracy theory only to be totally delegitimized by Robert Mueller, we should be able to fight for voter ID. We should be able to say every legal vote should be counted and illegal votes should be not, especially when we are solely asking for transparency based on the, the, uh, the prima facie evidence that we have before us. There are a lot of conservatives upset at Fox News for doing that. Were you surprised that they, they cut away like that? You know, I don't have a comment one way or the other. Um, the media will do what they do. Um, but look, I, I just um, I believe that we should be able to have our voice um, to put our case out there. Um, and there are many great warriors um, for this country that that fight for us like you, like Mark Levin, like Sean Hannity, among others, John Solomon as well. Kaylee, let me ask you how this all ends. I mean, what is your sense of how uh, where you think this is going ultimately? Can you give us a sense of what what you want to see, not just from a fairness standpoint, but how you think this ends? The media has coronated uh, Joe Biden as president electors, 46 up in the sky with fireworks. Uh, where do you think this goes at this point? You know, I think at this point, it probably will make its way up to the Supreme Court. Right now, we're at the district court level, and we will see how they rule in Pennsylvania um, and on our upcoming lawsuits here in, in Michigan and elsewhere. And I, I think it's really anyone's guess where this goes. All we're asking, again, is for light on the process, allow us to have meaningful access to the ballots, allow us to figure out why poll watchers couldn't watch the counting of 700,000 ballots, as was their right. Uh, we are fighting for the integrity of the election system. We're fighting for 73 million Americans who went out and cast their vote. Um, we are fighting for their vote to be safeguarded and protected, and we'll ultimately see where this ends up in the courts. And as we finally wrap up here, uh, the president tweeted in all caps, as he has done in the past. What should we take from the president's mood? Uh, you know him well. What should, we, what should we understand of where his mindset is now in terms of the fight. Yeah, I was uh, just on the phone with him a little bit ago. I've talked to him several times in the last 24 hours. Uh, he's in great spirits um, talking to his team. Um, and he, like anyone else, just uh, wants that transparency that I mentioned. But he's in very good spirits as he moves forward and continues the work of the American people. Haley McEnany, always great to see you. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so very much. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. All right. Kaylee McEnany there joining us from uh, Team Trump headquarters, not as White House press secretary, but as a campaign advisor uh, to uh, the president of the United States, who happens to be Donald Trump. Well, folks, again, here at Real America's Voice, we listen to you and we want to bring you answers to your questions. Many of you said you wanted to hear directly from Kaylee McEnany. That was David Brody on the water cooler. You can see him every day on Real America's Voice at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 Central. We'll be back in just a second with our great team. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Well, welcome back to Real America's Voice and Just the News' coverage of Election 2020 with our special, Our Republic at Risk. And as you know, we've got a fantastic team of people assembled, bringing you stories. They're all out there on the front lines. And now I'm going to turn it over to my co-host, Gina Loudon, who's got this team on standby. Gina, take it from here. Thanks so much, Eric. Um, now, if you are one of those Americans who doesn't trust the results of the election, and trust me, we hear your voice, you are not alone. According to a poll from Just the News and Scott Rasmussen, more than one-third of registered voters believe Donald Trump legitimately won the presidential election. Voters were asked this, who do you believe legitimately won the election? 49% said Joe Biden, 34% said President Trump, 16% said they weren't sure. Elections don't always go the way we want them to go, but you can trust that um, you can trust that elections are legitimate, then voters can move on if they feel like they can trust them and if they feel like they can look forward to the next election. Although once voters lose confidence in the election, we talked about this last night, then sometimes a certain proportion of them anyway begin to just sort of sit out. Look at Venezuela. Their elections are rigged. They're known to be rigged. Everybody in Venezuela knows it. And so what went from about an 86% voting rate uh, went down after socialism was instituted um, to about a 45% voting rate. So few voters actually show up to vote today and few candidates ever bother to step up to run. So how do we stop that from happening here in the United States? That's really the question. Here to discuss, radio talk show host John Fredericks. He's in Atlanta in the midst of that battle for Georgia. We have Mark Serrano out in Lansdowne, Virginia. Tudor Dixon up in Michigan. Ben Burquam on the ground in Arizona watching those votes still coming in there. And so let's go now to Ben Burkwam. I want to start with you because I know you've been talking Just with people there in Arizona in. and um, they've been watching the votes coming in for days and days. Are I, these the I kind of people who saying, are going though. to go home after this and then engage in the next election? Or are they at risk of being the kind of people that throw, it, throw up their hands, throw in the towel and say, you know what, I give up on the process, Ben. I, I don't have her now. No, they keep opening and closing. Okay, sounds it. sounds like Ben can't hear me. I'm going to go to John Fredericks. John, are we good? Can you hear me? Yeah, Gene, I can hear you loud and clear. Thanks for a great question. <laughs> Listen, Gene, I've been covering this. I'm live in Atlanta. We're on the ground here. I've been here two days. All hell is breaking loose. I got to tell you, Dr. Gina, uh, we have I have covered the Trump campaign for five years. The movement, the America First movement, way before that, and uh, I got to tell you, November 10th. 2020 mark it down it is the day of infamy in america where the maga deplorables came together i've never seen such enthusiasm to fight in my life and the feckless loser weasel republicans doing the nikki haley two-step the chris christie bail and concession i've never seen republicans come together like the, this in my lifetime this is a watershed day that, that 70 million people that voted for Donald Trump, they want to fight. They don't want to quit. They think this election was stolen. And they don't care what Nikki Haley says. They don't care what Chris Christie says or the other establishment 
loser, do-nothing Republicans who have taken this party down the tubes, Goldman Sachs, Wall Street, open borders, gangster banksters, they're done with it. You would have expected, after this disappointing defeat, for a lot of the MAGA people to tuck tail, go away, and do exactly what you said, we're done with this. I've seen mm-hmm. the exact opposite here in Georgia. I've, had, I've, had, I've only been here two days. I've had establishment Republicans, Jeb Bush people, you know, drive to Buckhead two hours to come on my show, like uh, like um, Senator Brandon Beach, people like that, state senators, come on and say they had enough, they want to fight, they're done with this. There's a co- mm. there's a co there's a coalition of people coming together. And look, I still think uh, this thing is far from over. The Associated Press doesn't name the president. Either does Fox News, which is a complete joke. Either does CNN. The people do. And I believe Pennsylvania is going to get overturned for Trump. So is Georgia. We've got a long way to go, Dr. Gina. It's interesting, John, uh, you know, because, you know, you bring up the attitude of, you know, I think you said the MAGA people, which which is definitely a movement. I think it started with the Tea Party. I think it's gone on from there. And, and I think you're right uh, to some degree. The people, the citizens movement, we're hearing more and more from them. And I don't think they're going anywhere. But I want to go on over to Tudor up in Michigan. And I want to ask you, Tudor, um, I've been hearing from people as you know i get into candidate recruitment a little bit uh because my husband's a former senator from a midwestern state and uh you know so when when we ask people to run i have noticed a marked difference in the last several years of people saying i don't want to be that target like donald trump was a target um that's another piece of the fallout right in, in what we just witnessed as a nation. People not wanting to, maybe they'll go in as a group and fight so that you know we can have view of our electoral process or so that we can fight fraud together or we'll go to a rally or they'll go to a parade. They'll do those kinds of things. But are people going to still be as enthusiastic to put their name on the ballot if it means you, Tudor Dixon, might become the next Donald Trump whose family is gonna be scalped and laid out for all in view, right? Well, I think I can point you to Justin Amash's seat and as a perfect example of this, because he left office and there were many people that ran for that seat. I think there were at one point six Republicans who wanted his seat. And then we had three Democrats running as well. So if I look at the Midwest, I would say these people are passionate about the United States. And I think almost folks in flyover country, they feel left out. So I think it's the opposite here in the Midwest. What you see are passionate people who are saying, these people in Washington, they don't know anything about these states. They don't understand Michigan. They don't understand Indiana. They don't understand Ohio because we hear the loudest voices are from New York, from Washington, D.C., and from L.A. And those folks, they just have a totally different view of the country, different types of jobs, different types of agriculture. They don't think about the Midwest in the same way. So I believe that people in the Midwest are passionate enough about this country to say, actually, hey, me, 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 we need to be in there. We need to be protecting our space because we already hear folks saying they want to get rid of the Electoral College. Well, that's the death of the Midwest. So we need people in there fighting. And I believe the American spirit will always cause people to go in and fight. All right. Well, interesting perspective. Thank you so much, Tudor. Going now to Mark Serrano in Washington, D.C. Mark, if there isn't a transparent resolution to this election, are we at risk of voters sitting out 
uh, of elections going forward? Do you, are you hearing that? Because you're in the Beltway where, frankly, you know, a high percentage, more than 90 percent of people voted for Joe Biden. So when you look at conservatives there, I mean, are they even going to take a chance to go out and vote? You know, Dr. Gina, excellent, excellent question, because that is what is at risk. Uh, if there is an unclear conclusion uh, or if this election is stolen uh, through tremendous acts of, uh, of fraud, of, of uh, cover up of the, the counting process, which we're investigating right now, and plenty of evidence is coming forth. But look, this really would, I think, uh, cause people to feel dejected to uh, feel detached from the process that their vote actually matters. If the system is rigged, people are going to turn away from that system. It's absolutely a risk right now. Now, let's, let's take a look at where we've come thanks to Donald Trump in these five years. For the eight years of Barack Obama, we had the worst economic recovery since World War II. It was abysmal. And there were tens of millions of people who were suffering from economic scarring it's a phrase from the Wall Street Journal, because they never got back to where they started after the Great Recession of 2008-2009. They never reclaimed their place in our economy. So comes along Donald Trump, and what does he do? He inspires people to believe in themselves, to turn on China and turn against bad trade deals and endless wars. He, he rallied America to believe in their own potential, to realize that America is a place where everybody has an opportunity to succeed and to rise and to climb, no matter what your state of life, no matter what your zip code may be. Donald Trump did that. He led us. He inspired us. And people believed in the promise of America again. What is at risk right now in this election and the outcome and whether or not it was rigged against certain voters puts that at stake, puts it all at stake, that America will once again turn in we will not believe in the promise of America. And that's why, Dr. Gina, this process must be transparent. We have to be able to see the votes being counted. And that's not happening right now in these battleground states. Republicans are being kicked out of the counting room. And let me tell you something, there's a billionaire named Mark Zuckerberg, he's in that counting room, because he's the one who funded it. His dollars through a nonprofit funding municipal governments and their coronavirus election management ensured that there were election judges doing the counting funded by him when Republican election judges are kicked out of that counting room. That's what's at stake right now, Gina. And along with that is people's belief in the system that Donald Trump revived. He revived our belief in America and that America is a place where there's fairness and justice for all. And that is absolutely at risk right now. And that's why right now today, they must open the doors, let us see the counting going on in these ballot rooms so that we can have confidence in the system and the outcome, which, believe me, is undetermined at this point. We have legal action being taken place in all these states because we need to see the counting going on and we need to know which votes were valid and which ones were not. You know, what's interesting is that you almost wonder why conservatives aren't rioting in the street, but they're not. And I think it's great that they're not, but so much at stake, so much at stake. Everybody stick around. More of the special coverage on Real America's Voice coming up right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As we look back at the last several months, it seems as though voters have been conditioned to be ready for all of the irregularities in this election. As we saw the results flip in the early morning hours on the day after the election, the media reminded us that this was what was supposed to happen. They had polls that were proof that this was the expected outcome. Biden was supposed to win and win big, according to the experts. John Fredericks, Ben Burkwam, Mark Serrano, and Tudor Dixon are back with me now. John Fredericks, I've heard it said that polling is no longer meant to gauge public opinion, but it's now meant to shape public opinion. Your comments on that, John? It's a joke and a clown show. Basically, you got the fake news and I got the fake polls. You look at the ABC poll in Wisconsin, said that Trump was down by 17. You think that was a legitimate poll? You look at the crosstabs. They interviewed two times the Democrats that existed in Wisconsin. That poll was done for voter suppression. That was the only reason it was done. All these fake polls that came out said that Trump was down by 10 nationally. They said down to five by Florida, one after the other. Every single state was wrong. These are not polls, Dr. Gina. These, this is part of the fake news narrative to suppress Trump voters. They knew we had a great game day ground game. They didn't want us to make phone calls. They didn't want us to knock on doors. They didn't want our people to come on on game day. He had something else to do. Trump couldn't win. I mean, this is, this is the nonsense that goes on. But let me just tell you something. The gig is up, Gina. It's over. Trump supporters, 71 million people voted for Donald Trump. These are MAGA people. They're done with this. They're done with the fake news. They're done with CNN. Quite frankly, they're done with Fox. I have called for a national boycott of Fox. You're in the cable business, Gina. You understand this. We get overnight ratings. Here's what I've told people to do. You're mad at Fox? You want to send the message? I got, a, I got an idea for you. Tune them out. Tune in America's Voice News. That's what you do. Get rid of them. Overnight ratings are there. Their ratings go down. Their advertisers go down. This is a complete sham. They called Arizona before it was in. They're part of the corporate open borders Cheap labor, Goldman Sachs conglomerate, that's who their investors are. We have got to make a statement, Gina, but let me tell you something else. This is why I'm so fired up today. I've never seen, I've never seen a movement like this in defeat in my lifetime. Dr. Gina, I'm 62 years old, never seen it. We lost, the movement is bigger than ever. They got the money, I'll take the movement any day of the week. We got the people. And you know what? They were woke. Let me tell you something now after what's happened and this complete vote fraud cheat scheme that the Democrats have done and we're fighting back. Who's woke now, Dr. Gina? We're woke. Yeah. And we're fighting well, back. Well, you make some great points. Not, you make some great points. And we not, certainly, we've seen this our This is not Richard Nixon, 1960. Double. This is not Mitt Romney. This is not any of this. We are fighting right. back. The first time we've ever done it. And you know what? It's invigorating. Well, I tell you, like I said, we've seen our numbers double. It's certainly true. And you, and when you consider, when you stop for a moment and consider, Ben Burkwam, that not a single state, not a single state, zero states have been called 
for Joe Biden. I think that you have to consider, Ben, that the media repeated the same narrative. It's as if they all had the same talking points handed to them and they all repeated the narrative that, um, you know, President Trump wasn't going to leave the White House, that he was going to lose. Uh, ben, it seemed like it was almost coordinated to, to put it yeah. somehow in the minds of voters to groom them, as, as we like to say when we're talking about uh, the Internet, didn't it? Yeah, Dr. Gina, no, you're right. It is. It's clear there is a narrative at play. We're out here in front of Maricopa County Elections Office. We've got people that have been out here since last week. They are fired up. They're upset. And what I would actually compare it to, I've heard some of the other commentators uh, saying that we've never been here before, and I totally agree with that. Where we're at right now is is it's it's a combination. It is the Tea Party times MAGA. People are fired up. It's we're gonna have millions of people in the streets in DC coming up on this Saturday. It's coming up this Saturday, and they're they're fed up. They see what's happening. I think the general public is it. It's like a lagging indicator, uh, like you know, like we see in politics. Culture is downstream from politics, or uh, politics is downstream from culture. And the same thing's happening now. The the mainstream media has been force feeding this information to people for so long that most people are still tuning in that. But, but like uh, the last commentator just said, people are leaving mainstream media and they're coming to us, Real America's Voice and to other outlets out there because they're sick of hearing the nonsense and people are waking up. We are the new counterculture. What we are involved with right now, the fight to save this country, it is the new counterculture. And behind me, what's crazy is Arizona is one of the anomalies. The night of the election, we were told Arizona's done, President Trump lost, uh, and this is the beginning of the end. And, and like we heard, Fox News came out so early. That's why people are so upset. Now we're within 14,000 votes of President Trump winning in Arizona. It's very likely that he could win Arizona. President Trump's campaign, Boris Epstein, said he will win Arizona. And yet these mainstream media outlets are still calling Arizona. They still have it blue. They don't even have it as leaning blue. They have it full on. It's over. That's why people are so sick of this. We have over 60,000 votes still to count. And if President Trump wins here, I'm telling you what, open the, open the floodgates, because it's coming. It's coming, America, and people, people are ready for it. You know, it, that is so amazing, Ben, because I can't believe the crowds that are still there this many days later with that kind of enthusiasm. And how much violence and looting have you seen there, Ben? None. None, no violence, no looting. If this was a BLM or an Antifa rally, that building would be burned behind me. The people are out here, they don't want violence. They just want their country. They want their vote to be counted and they want fraudulent votes not to be counted. And that's what's such a shame. If you listen to the mainstream media reporting on this, we had 3,000 people on Saturday at the Capitol building here in Phoenix. Every single day, every single night, we have had people up to several hundred in this area that I'm at right here, here in Maricopa County at the elections office. And they're not asking for violence. They're not asking for an overthrow of the country. They're not asking for the, the, the dismantling of our republic like you hear from Antifa. They're asking for their votes to be counted and for fraudulent votes to be thrown out. And it's as simple as that. All right, well, thank you so much, Ben. I'll tell you what, I just cannot believe uh, the folks still out there like that and still peaceful. You think if nothing else, they'd be getting tired. Uh, back to Mark Serrano there in Washington, D.C. You know, as the coordinated narrative was repeated almost verbatim across the news media, 
we talk a lot about cancel culture. Mark, this is a passion of yours. Um, some voices were canceled out. Social media accounts were shut down altogether. Uh, voices and media shut down by the entire cancel culture, which we've been warned was coming at us like a freight train, but it hit us head on, head on, Mark. And this is part of the psychological warfare that we're going to, I have a feeling, um, be, I think we'll be seeing this really hit its fruition uh, between the two sides here. Where do you think this ends, this cancel culture we've seen with Twitter, you know, having almost half, it looks like, of the president's uh, tweets, you know, censored in some format? I noticed today someone compl complimented our network, and I got a censor warning that it was uh, somehow vulgar material. And all it was was someone saying, we watched your show last night, and it was great. And I just laughed so hard. Where does this end? Well, I'll tell you, Gina, it is really troubling and it's only intensified since election day, where social media platforms are censoring more and more content. The president of the United States, half of his tweets are, are having a filter put on them, a warning notice put on them from the president about whether it's mm -hmm. fact-based or not. Nobody on the left is getting those warnings. It's only yeah, people on the Yeah, and that's the, the other right. thing. I, I wanted to ask you that, Mark. Have you spotted one single warning on any any leftist news media or politician or pundit uh, uh, on, on any no. of their social media no. ever? No, and it's, it, it's very simple. In 2016, the social media platforms, the mainstream media, they all thought Hillary Clinton would be the president of the United States and they were wrong. This time, they were going to spare nothing to defeat Donald Trump, nothing. $350 million from Mark Zuckerberg pumped into Democrat strongholds to turn up the outcome there, turn up the uh, turnout there. You know, the mainstream media, there's nothing they won't do. They coronate Joe Biden because that's the outcome they want. They don't get to pick this outcome. The American people do through a legal process that's not currently being followed, which is why this will be before the Supreme Court. Arizona will, will be flipped to Trump. Georgia will be Trump. North Carolina will be Trump. Pennsylvania will be for Trump. This is going to have to go to the Supreme Court so that we can have some sanity here. And then let me tell you, the Republican Senate and the Republican White House are going to have to take a look at Section 230 with social media and these platforms and the liability waivers that they get because they are destroying our culture and free speech. That's why platforms like CloudHub, that's why Real America's Voice, we have got to be unshackled by this censorship, by this filter that they're putting over us. It's why Donald Trump become president because he can speak directly to the American people. And when that happens, they have the power. Right now, the media and social media are trying to gain the power by deceiving the American people with this nonsense about a president-elect Biden, which is a falsehood. It doesn't exist. It's not official. There's not a single state that's certified. And this will be properly reversed through legal measures. And then we can take a look at legal measures to hold these yeah. people accountable for censoring free speech in right. America. All right. Well, I want to thank each of you for joining us here tonight. You guys have been fantastic. We're going to do this again tomorrow night. Some great guests joining us tomorrow night as well. So, And, of course, thanks to you, our audience, for joining us here on Real America's Voice, Your Republic at Risk. We're going to keep watching and keep investigating. Have a great night. God bless.